this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It is uh, Wednesday, the 5th of October, 5 October, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, I want to start this morning on the show. We talked about expanding the battlefield, expanding the battleground. We're talking about 74 to 100 seats now, not not 20, 30 or 40. Uh, we had Jim Bognett from um, from uh, Pennsylvania 8. That's one of the central swing uh, districts uh, that he's fighting right now to take. That's kind of what uh, the Scranton area where where um, Joe Biden goes back to all the time, talks about, hey, I'm just Joe from Scranton. So that's, that's one of the central ones. But when we talk about expanding, we had on um, Kylie this morning, Sue Kylie, who's running New Jersey 6. She's trying to throw off a 30-year Democrat old bull up in New Jersey, and she's surging right now. It's incredibly close up there. That's when we talk about expanding the battlefield and actually having a sweeping 2010-type Tea Party uh, revolt here. Remember, in, in 2010, I think the, the House was 174 seats. So when they won 63 seats, it was off a base of 174. We have, what, 211, 212 seats right now. We're talking 30, 40, 50, maybe more. One of the central uh, districts, when we talk about this expanding, this expansion, and you see the numbers coming our way, is North Carolina 1, which once again has been in Democratic hands forever. Sandy Smith is running she gave a firebrand uh, speech, one of the earlier speeches uh, when President Trump was uh, was in North Carolina uh, a, a week or so ago. Sandy, uh, get us up to date. What, what is happening in, in your race right now and, and why we hear the things are breaking your way. Why are things breaking your way? Well, good afternoon, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. There is so much happening here on in the first district. Uh, we know that the uh, ba voter base is not motivated for the Democrats. They are super energized for the Republicans. A matter of fact, the Democrats are panicking so bad because they're seeing my race trend. The, the organizations that rate the different races are now moving my race closer and closer to the right and is, is an official toss up on many sites. In some places, it's even uh, rated a Republican seat like Decision Desk HQ. What I need to, everyone to, to stress to everyone, the Democrats know, are panicking. They have dumped over $2 million against me so far because they know they're going to lose this seat. And you know the old phrase, if the Democrats ain't cheating, they ain't trying. Well, I just found out this earlier. Our Board of Elections has decided that they are not going to do the signature verification process on our absentee ballots. And just yesterday, I was notified that we've had um, a 10% increase in some of the counties uh, of absentee ballot requests. And what's really interesting, uh, the one county that stood out to me was a county that we had shenanigans happen in 2020. So what we have to do in 2022 is one, we've got to have the money to get out there, get our message out there and get folks to the polls. 
And that's where people can go to my website, sandysmithnc.com. And then also we, we can do this. This is our seat to win. And, um, I could, there's so much going on. I, I, it's exciting. Let me, let, let's go back to the, uh, before we talk to the money yet about, uh, it's about this signature verification, the elections board. What can be done about that right now? Are you going to have lawyers go contested? Is the RNC coming in? I understand they're suing right now. I think they're going to sue Google for the suppression of uh, 20 million emails that automatically get sent to spam because of what Gmail did. Uh, what can be done? This this uh, signature verification is what threw it in in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in 2020. This is right out of the Mark Elias playbook. So what is your campaign doing? And then what can the War Room Posse do to have your back on this? So what we have to do is we have to continue to put pressure, call the State Board of Elections, let them know that they need to follow the legislation that was passed by our Republican delegation in the, in the House and the Senate here in North Carolina that you know we need to have signature verifications. We need to have our two signatures required and an ID um, on our uh, absentee ballots. Uh, we definitely have the GOP um, is uh, has sued. Uh, we're taking a look at what the next step's going to be. But um, our posse, we just have to make sure that we have uh, everyone show up to the votes. We have to duplicate what we did in Virginia uh, when we came out with those mama bears that got that got angry about when, um, them teaching our children CRT. Well, here in North Carolina, not only are they teaching the CRT, they are trying to push the sexual agenda and gender grooming of our children kindergarten through third grade. So we have to step up. And the only way we're going to do that is getting our message out there and showing up at the polls. We need to also, I don't know if you know about this, I just heard also that one of the data, election data companies has been hosting our poll watchers information on servers in China, supposedly, and he was just arrested. Don't know if that includes uh, data from North Carolina, but that should alarm all of us. And that is why it's so important that we take back the House, we take back the Senate, and we take back our country in November. If we stay home, sit and do nothing, we will not have a red wave. Yeah, no, uh, we followed that. That actually, he had a contract in California, but it's something to be concerned about in every state. Let me ask you, this is what the audience is going to want to know, because in Virginia, everybody volunteered to be not just poll watchers on the outside, but poll workers on the inside. Is there still possibility that can people in North Carolina that are watching the show, can they go volunteer to be in the room so they make sure that they're going to contest every ballot that doesn't have the two signatures? I don't care if the New York Times likes hearing it as MSNBC. We're going to contest every ballot that does not follow North Carolina law. What, what can people do in that regard? This one things Youngkin did. They had 95% participation in poll workers, election judges, canvassing boards. So what, what can people do at this date with five weeks to go? Well, first of all, they can reach out to their GOP office and find out if they're still doing training because here in North Carolina, you have to be certified and trained to be a poll observer. However, we still need boots on the ground at every single one of these precincts. You know, that is our first line of defense. So um, reach out to your office. You can even reach out to my campaign and we will connect you so we can get you the precinct that you can actually man and have our eyes and ears on the ground for us to keep an eye on this garbage that the Democrats are pushing. What, what is, but real quickly, what is your campaign? I got a couple more questions, but what now, where can people go 
on your campaign to see how they volunteer, to see how they can actually work these precincts? Um, simply go to sandysmithnc.com and uh, you can uh, sign. You can send us an email. Just send it and say that hey, I would like to volunteer, or I want to be a poll worker or a poll watcher, and we will either put you to work on our campaign directly if that's what where you're, you're needed, or I will get you over to the right GOP office in your area. This is a team effort. Once again, my website is Sandy Smith nc.com that's north carolina one anybody that's watching the show that hears the podcast later on radio north carolina one make sure you go to sandy smith's website to find out how you can become this is all going to be maga putting it to the their shoulder to the wheel real quickly uh is the nrcc coming in with additional resources this as you said many of the services are now saying this is a toss-up this may be slightly Democrat, but before it was put away in the Democratic category, you're taking on one of the most revered seats that the Democrats have held forever because they just think that, and it was Elizabeth say these things, they, they, they think they have ownership down there. They clearly don't because your MAGA message is resonating like no other. Uh, is the NRCC or any national groups, GOP, uh, Republican National Committee, the NRCC, is anybody coming in also to assist you? We do have folks that are coming in to assist, you, assist me, but what I should say, this is true grassroots. I actually say on the campaign trail, um, it doesn't get any more grassroots than me. Uh, I threw the grass seed out there and waited for the, uh, the grass to grow. This is all the, all the War Room Posse out there, you know, supporting the, the MAGA candidates. Um, we can't depend on anyone. We have to do it ourselves. And um, yeah, I'm very grateful that I have, like I said, folks um, from other organizations helping, but it's the grassroots effort that's really gonna make a difference this cycle. Now, as your, as your opponent, we've had this throughout the country, is, is there a debate schedule? Is he actually gonna get on the stage and defend the, uh, the policies of Joe Biden? Do we have a debate schedule yet? No, he, he's, I think, scared to a debate. Because um, he doesn't want to let anyone know that how, how friendly he really is with Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, the Chinese. A matter of fact, a lot of folks don't know that he's quite cozy with the CCP. A matter of fact, he took a trip over to Wuhan and was uh, wooed over there, if you will, um, to ha get a more positive perception of the CCP. So, uh, no, he's afraid. <laughs> disgusting but well, you've seen this all across the country they do not want to stand they want to take negative ads out tear people apart but they will not they're too cowardly to stand on the debate stage with a MAGA Republican with someone from the GOP and actually have to defend uh, Biden's regimes particularly the economic policies as it craters around them nothing but bad economic news today Sandy one more time if people are so inclined where do they go to volunteer where do they go to uh, to give you any support where do people go to find out more about you they simply go to sandysmithnc.com. You can click on the donate and help my campaign or just click on the contact and send us an email and we will greatly appreciate all of your help. You know, we've got to fight so we can fight this out of control inflation, fight our gas prices. You know, we have this open border. We've got to close and seal our, uh, our border. And Nancy Pelosi, my opponent, and Joe Biden have no intention to do that because they don't, they think it's totally okay to have these, this invasion to come out across. 
They don't have a problem paying $6 or more for a gallon of gas. Here in Eastern North Carolina, our farmers and our families cannot afford it. And you know what? Even our military is suffering under Joe Biden and, and Nancy Pelosi and my opponent. We are missing our recruitment goals and our, our military members are having to depend on food stamps to feed their children. Whose America is this? This is not my America. I want to get back to the country that where we take care of each other. We take care of our families and we stand proud and support our military. So once again, go to sandysmithnc.com. We are in this all together and we are going to win together in November. Sandy, thank you very much uh, for joining us and uh, we'll continue to monitor this closely. This is one of the expanded battlefield of this historic midterm election. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you, sir. It's amazing. I got to tell you, the, her the heroism, the patriotism of these uh, candidates is just absolutely incredible. Let me bring in Glenn's story, uh, another fighter. Glenn, a huge story in today's New York Times. Uh, I, I want to say it's a huge article, but I might say it's, it's an advertisement. Did you pay the New York Times to write this piece? Because you, you, you have taken the fight down in Texas to Tarrant County, and you're really sending a signal throughout the nation about how uh, people can get involved. And I don't know if it was trying to be a hit piece, but it's one of the most positive pieces I've seen in just laying out the facts. Of course, they take their snarky angles, but this, this piece about you and your involvement with your company in Texas, in the school system, uh, trying to set things right is just amazing. Why don't you, why don't you walk us through it? Yeah, you know, I, 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 indeed, we did not pay anything for it. Um, we interviewed with the author and he, uh, you know, he, he said, look, I really want to tell the true story. I want to be fair and factual. And, and quite frankly, I think he did a, a great job. At, you know, it, it was a truly fair and unbiased uh, uh, report. So how did that come? I was just kidding. Of course, you didn't pay for it. But how did the New York Times do? Look, let me be blunt. You're one of the most controversial CEOs in the country. And the reason you're a controversial CEO, you kind of took a playbook from the progressive left, which they love. So it's not controversial. But you really put your values where your business is and, and, and have had a huge impact, whether it's in the school system, whether it's trying to get God back into the school system. And now you've, you've got a phrase in that story that I think resonates. You've said a couple of times in the show that you're very focused on Tarrant County. What people don't know Texas, basically Fort Worth. But you, and you've talked about the size of it, the importance of it. But you said, hey, as go Tarrant County goes Texas. And as goes Texas goes the nation. So you have really focused on something that's very important. And that the progressive left, and I mean at the top chain of command, of the source organization has been focused on in many years because you understand they want to take Texas and put in the blue column. So, so walk us through what you've done to put your philosophy and in, in how you live your life into your business and then through your business into actually effectuating change. Wow. Um, you know, it was, it, I would like to take credit for it, but it's not me. I, I mean, look, we have a group of people that are believers. We put him first in what we do. And when I say we put God first, we really do. We, but, but we run the business with biblical principles. We look at it and say, look, with, with respect to the folks that we partner with, we, uh, we uh, look at the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, 
military and first responders and, and sanctity of life. We really look at those four biblical principles and every decision we make is really based on that. Now, when I apply that to Texas, we say, look, there's nothing more important than freedom. I look at it. My father was a World War II vet. He fought in, he fought in the Army, then re-enlisted in the Navy and came back and was part of the greatest generation ever. And I feel that's under attack. Everybody that I know feels it's under attack. So what we're trying to do is just educate folks around us to say, yes, there is a balance in life. It's not all one-sided. And what we're seeing today is really one-sidedness. And so what we're trying to do is educate the folks around us, get them, uh, get them registered to vote, and ensure they get out to the vote, get out to the precincts and actually vote. Without the vote, we don't win. And I know that the uh, most of North Texas and South Texas, we're very much a a, a Judeo-Christian state. And so I, you know, I look at it and say, okay, who's really going to swing the pendulum? I believe it's the Christian conservatives. And uh, if we can get them to move forward, look, we're going to save Texas. We're going to save Tarrant County and we'll live another day. Talk to us about, you know, it's not, there are a lot of people that are spiritual, religious, but it's very tough, as you know, in the doggy dog world of business to apply those Christian principles. Walk us through, give us a minute or two on your faith journey. How did you come to this place of being a CEO that actually says, hey, look, if it, if it hits the bottom line, it hits the bottom line, but I'm going to run this company. We collectively are going to run this company according to biblical principles. Walk us through that. Well, you know, it just started our basis is our, our faith has been a central, central point of our life. And, you know, I, I I was sitting here about three years ago when we started the business. It was more political in nature. Look, we're going to we're going to support this and that. However, my chairman and our well, not one of our chairman, but one of our board members came in and said, look, you know, your business is growing nicely, but you're not doing you're not very smart about it. You need to put God first. And uh, I'll never forget that feeling. I was like, he's right. You know, we, we believe in the same principles and we live it here at work, but we don't stand on the corner of a street and say, this is what we do. And I called my chairman and I said, look, what do you think about this? And he goes, absolutely. So we didn't rebrand. We just literally said, hey, we are a Judeo-Christian conservative cell phone company and we're going to target that group, right? We're going to market to a conservative group of individuals and quite frankly, we have been blessed so much by, by it. And I would say this, it's okay to say you're a Christian or you're Jewish or or you whatever religion you are, there's nothing wrong with that. And quite frankly, I think we're commanded to live our life that way. And and so when we have a meeting, we usually pray. We don't always pray, but we always we're thankful for what we've been provided. And quite quite frankly, when you do that, Others around you see that you're happy. They see that there's something he has that I don't have, and I want to know what that is. And it draws folks to you. It draws new partners, new businesses, and uh, and members. And and I really appreciate that. Talk about, the, you know, we often hear, and I know you and I talk about people are, you know, concerned, angry. They talk about 
how the country's changed, but it's tough for them sometimes to take action. One of the things I like about Patriot Mobile, not only do you run a great business, you take action. Walk us through a couple of things you've done. The in God we trust in the schools, the school board situation in uh, in Texas, and then what you've done specifically in Tarrant County. Well, I, I, I kind of, you know, it's interesting. We love, we love students. We love our country. We love family. I love the president. I really do. I love the cabinet. I would like them to make a little bit better decisions. But with that said, you know, I, you might see it right over my, my shoulder here. We printed a handful of signs. Well, let me back up. Um, our, our state senator, Brian Hughes, and Dan Patrick, they put together a bill that said, look, if you're presented an In God We Trust poster, then you need to put it in a place that it's very visible. So, you know, my, my uh, our COO, she and Lee Wamsgans came up with the idea, let's just go put them in the schools. And it was a really a good thing. And I will say this, it's really crazy how the left has come out and said, we should never put an In God We Trust sign. You're being a, 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 a Bible-banging bigot, you know? And I'm like, dude, that's anything but that, because we put this in these schools because God is the creator of this world. We believe that. It's on every coin bill and um, a, a, a currency, and folks don't want it on a school. And I find that crazy how mad they get. So we've really just put them in as many schools as possible. We just shipped 300 down to the Houston ISD, and they're going right in the front of the in front of the schools and in the administration buildings. And with respect to Tarrant County, look, we just believe in what's right. We want to not necessarily push school boards. We want our children to be educated to face the the battles we have in the real world. Are they more quantitative? Can they read, write, and do the things that they need to be a productive citizen? I think some of the schools have gotten away from that and they start talking about equity and inclusion and all this other stuff. Well, you know, in the real world, I think those things won't necessarily make a person better and more apt to survive. And, you know, football is a tough sport. Not everybody can play football. And so, you know, sometimes we just uh, see things in a way that maybe Everything's not perfect for everybody. Glenn, how can people um, how can people get started? What uh, it, it talks a bit, a bit about Patriot Mobile, and you've got the company and in, in your in your and the people in the company motivated, and you're moving forward. This, how, what would you recommend to individuals? Because I know you meet a lot of people in the football stands and in, in football games or in the stands of football games, etc. And people are concerned; they're angry. Uh, they're they're uh, worried about their country. What's your recommendation on how people actually go from that worry to actually action, to use your human agency to actually effectuate change? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It really is. We we always talk about how do you get involved? Well, you really do. It starts, in my opinion, it starts at the level of school boards. Go to city council meetings. Be a part of that. Listen to what's going on. Listen at the school boards. And 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 really, you got to get out and vote. And we're not talking about the president and vice president. Yeah, that's very important. But we're really talking about down ballot. Look, you got county judges. You have school board members all the way down 
and their elected officials. If the folks that want to gripe get out and vote, well, then that's the most important way to get involved. There are activities out there to learn more about it. And so I talk, we talk about this in the football stadium all the time. Well, what's really going on? What we hear in the news isn't necessarily what's truly happening out there. or It gets such a spin. And, um, you know, I, I say go listen to the horse's mouth. Go into these meetings. Glenn, give us a minute or two about the company. Tell us about Patriot Mobile. What do you, what's the service you guys provide, and, and why should our, our massive audience come over and, and give you guys a look? Oh, I like that. Um, you know, the reason you should come over to Patriot Mobile is primarily, look, what we do is we sell cell phone service. We market to Christian Judeo-Christian conservatives, and we carve out a portion of our proceeds and donate back to causes. One of the four pillars I mentioned a few minutes ago. We're not just a cell phone company, though. We're a very much a mission-based organization, and we want to do everything that we can to ensure that this country is the country that my dad fought for and that all these military veterans are fighting for. We have something that nobody else has. That is an American dream. You know, I talk, uh, Rafael Cruz is one of our pastors. He comes in and hosts the Bible study. He came over without anything in his pocket. And, you know, not to brag about his son, but Senator Ted Cruz has become one of the most, I would say, I think he's the best senator that in the country. He's a constitution-loving, biblical man. Does that make him perfect? Absolutely not. But I will say this. That is a part of the American dream. And I'll never forget uh, Pastor Raphael said the day that he was elected, I had tears coming down my eyes because I never forgot about how I came here with nothing and look what he's done. It wasn't given to him. They worked hard. And so those are the principles that we believe in. And so what do we do at Patriot Mobile? We have all of our customers, customer service. Everything's in the United States. We have office in East Texas. We have one in California. And uh, what we want to do is make sure that customers that appreciate what we do, we want them to appreciate what they do. And they come to us. They're going to get great support. And uh, know that not a penny of what they do, they spend on their cell phone bill will go against causes that they believe. Glenn, just hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. Uh, Glenn uh, Story is going to join us from CEO of Patriot Mobile, Matt Brainerd, also uh, next in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room 
to install the unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Uh, Glenn, it's an it's an, an exceptional story in the New York Times. We're going to put it up everywhere on Getter and all of our chat rooms. People need to read this because, look, they, the New York Times has their angle of attack, but it's really quite amazing about what you've accomplished with the company and, quite frankly, what you've accomplished in uh, Tarrant County and throughout the state of Texas. And I think that message is starting to resonate throughout the throughout the country. Glenn, how do people get to you on social media? How do they get to the company? How do they check out if they want to participate? Uh, with uh, your your service, and also find out more about what you're doing uh, to really turn the country around. Well, I think the best way is go to patriotmobile.com and explore all the plans, the phones, and and the things that we offer. You'll also see on our blogs page what we're out doing. Uh, I think there's a new blog coming out. We have about 20 of us that have read that are deputy registrars that uh, allow us to register folks to vote. It's a big push that we have until the 10th of October. Uh, and another way that you can find us is 972-PATRIOT. That is a great way to uh, call and explore what we have going on. We have f- folks standing by right now, and we're open from 8 Eastern to 8 p.m. Central. Well, let's make sure everybody goes to 972-PATRIOT. One more time, give us, give me a minute on this deputy registrar. Where do people go? Because this is what the Warren Posse is known for. They will they will load this up. What, what do they need to do, and why is it important? Well, well, in Tarrant County, you have to go take a test to become a deputy, deputy registrar to understand what the laws are and who can register to vote, et cetera. So there was a whole handful of us that went out to do that, 
and we're canvassing the area. We're out working with various groups to get their membership and their, their employees registered because it's more important for folks to get involved than sit on the sideline. And the only way that Big we time. can make a change is to get folks active. Glenn, what I uh, love uh, having you on the show and getting to know you is people, a lot of people talk about servant leadership. You actually put servant leadership into practice and it's, it's uh, very, uh, quite compelling. So thank you very much for coming on the war room. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and I, I failed to say that this is God's business and he is at the helm. We're the stewards and everything that we do is through him and any of the, what we see out here is, is his impact. And I, you know, we have a hundred plus employees that work out here. Doesn't mean we're all Christians, you know, we, but it does mean that we believe in this country. And I just feel that he has blessed us. We have a great board. We have so many members that are coming aboard and I, I appreciate your opportunity and what you're doing out here. It's an amazing. Glenn, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here, sir. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Glenn Story. Glenn Story, CEO of Patriot Mobile. Um, a, um, a lesson in real time about leadership. Let me bring in another leader, Matt Brainerd. Matt, tell me about Look Ahead. <clears throat> we had, I, I don't think I've gotten as much feedback, positive feedback on, on a segment we've had on the morning show, and that's where we're glad to have you back on here in the six. What, I, you need to hit the rewind. Tell us exactly what you did because people are so excited about what you've come up with. And we also need to know how people can get involved here in the five week run up. So go back to what you actually did and what you found in these battleground states. So states do a very bad job of maintaining their voter list almost universally. So what we did was we took nine states and audited their voter list and held it up against not some random database or something we found online, but had the U.S. Postal Service match the voter list to those who've permanently moved out of state and are no longer eligible to cast ballots in those states. And this has revealed a staggering number of voters who are active voters in those states who are still eligible to vote, but should not be. Either they, they're a vector potentially for voter fraud, either they might cast a ballot themselves despite not legally being able to, or somebody else might receive their ballot at their house where they used to live and cast it in their name. It's a tremendous wide open gap where voter fraud can occur and the suspicion of voter fraud can occur. So what we've done is we've audited these states and I identified a tremendous number in the uh, in cases of Florida, a quarter million voters who should not likely be on those rolls anymore. And we need activists to help us do three things. Number one, we're sending all this data to the secretary of state saying, look, NCOA demonstrate these people are no longer in your state and should not be eligible to vote. You should do a check on them. Number two, have activists go to their county boards of elections and say, look, you should check these people out. They possibly don't belong on the voter rolls anymore. And number three is that if any of them try to vote and do indeed appear to be a non-resident, a permanent non-resident, challenge the ballot. And Look Ahead America is going to help you do that by providing the data and guidance on how to engage on each of these steps. The place to do that to sign up is at lookaheadamerica.org slash challenge. There's a link to a form. You give us your information. Our research director will get back out to you and, and give you the guidance, the data you need to be active in your county to help clean our voter rolls. Because look, in 2020, we demonstrated that illegal ballots made up the difference in the presidential election in Georgia, in Wisconsin, 
in Pennsylvania look, and probably look, did in Arizona. Look, 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 we just had Sandy Smith on. We just had Sandy Smith on here. I had the people from Delaware County, Pennsylvania, the other day. This is. Let's leave aside the machines. I know the machines have issues, and just let's put the machines in a different category right now. Sandy Smith just said they just, the the election the the people down there running the election says that they're not going to require, which is according to state law, they have to re- require the signature verification on the absentee ballots. Mark Elias told us how he was going to steal 2020. He told us in advance how he was going to steal it. That's why this is so many. Here's the question I got. Why is the RNC, are you the first people, are you the first organization ever to do this? Basically go see what the voter roll is and compare it to what the post office says someone's permanent address is. Why did no one think of this before? Well, we have we did this in the 2020 election after the election, after the votes have been counted, which was too late. The smart thing to do would be to do this before the election, apply maximum pressure litigation, activists, the war room posse to try to fix the problem ahead of the election because it's very difficult to do so afterwards. Why others aren't stepping in with much bigger budgets and more manpower than us, I don't know, but we're happy to lead the way as we are on many issues. Matt, let me go back. Let's just take the states. You've done nine states so far. Florida, a quarter of a million, 250,000. I think Arizona, if memory serves me correctly, 55,000. Georgia, I think, was 125,000. Is that correct? Can you just walk through the other six states? Sure. North Carolina, (laughs) 101,000. Nevada, 39,000. Ohio, 83,000. Pennsylvania, 142,000. Virginia, 112,000, and Wisconsin, 63,000. Just to reiterate the states, though, if you're in these states, you can be active and help us out with this. Arizona, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Those are the nine states we were able to fundraise to do this research on. So I want to be very specific now because I think this can be one of the most important things that can happen and one of the most important things people can put their shoulder with. I already know the left-wing media is melting down about this. Um, I want to go back to those nine states that you've done. What do you need to have done right now? People need to come, come to your site. When they come to your site, where do they go and what are they going to learn on your site? They're going to learn how to challenge ballots in their state. We've got a document covering all of these nine states right on that page. And they're going to be given a form where they can sign up to uh, volunteer for us, at which point we'll then reach out to them. And we've got to screen them because we can't just we don't want to just hand this data out to anybody. But if you're in a county and we can confirm that you're a registered voter in that county, we'll provide you with the data and the guidance on what steps to do to petition your state, your county board of elections to review this and to challenge ballots as they come in. If any ballots are cast on this list of people who told the government we are permanently moving not across the state, not across the street, but to a different state, which would invalidate their right to vote in in the state we're making the challenge. How does this compare, uh, if you remember from memory, how does this compare to what you found out after the 2020 elections? I take it these roles are not getting cleaned up. With all the legislation that was passed and all the firestorm that's passed, this clearly is not getting cleaned up when Florida's got a quarter of a million, Arizona, and we're talking about states where it was so controversial, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona. I mean, these are the uh, Pennsylvania right? These are at the tip of the spear, Wisconsin. These are at the tip of the spear of what were the most controversial 
How did this compare to 2020? And, and have you seen any change at all, or is it still a massive problem? You know, since the last election, Look Ahead has been monitoring attempts to reform elections. We've monitored over 100 bills and rated a lot of them on an A to F scale. Most of them get an F. Most of them just do window dressing. I think part of it comes from the state legislators who write the bill not really fundamentally understanding what the problems are and what the vulnerabilities are. Some of the bills move a few things in the right direction, but one of the most important things is controlling who is allowed to cast a ballot and making sure that list has correct names, correct addresses, is up to date, because that is the easiest way to potentially commit voter fraud. In fact, in 2012, the New York Times wrote a story saying that mail-in ballot, absentee ballot, is the easiest way and most common way to to commit voter fraud and has likely already determined the outcome of elections. The New York Times wrote that in 2012. Of course, they're singing a different tune these days. But look, it's really in the state's hands to pass good legislation that requires frequent monthly updates with the NCOA database, comparing driver's license databases to other states. Look, we're an outside organization. We have limited reach. If a state was serious about this, they could do a a hundred times better job than our little organization can, given the resources and access to data that they have that we don't. But again, our our numbers come purely from comparing two government government databases together. In fact, it was the U.S. Postal Service that did the match for us. We didn't do it ourselves. And it's incredibly rigorous and reliable. So I'm very confident that these numbers indicating people who likely should not be on that voter list anymore. Uh, But again, the, the there's the heavy lifting really can be done best by the state. And we need to keep pressure on them to really introduce election reform that will restore integrity. That isn't just window dressing. Okay. Let me go to a specific one, Georgia, the president or Joe Biden flew down there and said that they had passed the most draconian laws since the civil war into the civil war, called them Jim Crow laws, the firestorm over the Georgia update on election integrity was like something nobody had ever seen before. And you're telling me still with all of that, as we're five weeks from the election, and I just want to be precise that there's 125,000 people on voting rolls in Georgia that have already notified the Postal Service that they have permanently changed their residence to a place outside of the state of Georgia? That's true. And it's, you know, there's a, a wide gap, I think, between the truth and what Joe Biden says. And ultimately, the legislation that passed through Georgia was focused on some other matters like voter ID showing up. And in fact, in some ways, actually expanded uh, voting opportunities by allowing every state, every every county in the state to have Sunday voting, which is actually something that Look Ahead America has been trying to organize in rural churches and rural areas in Georgia to get them to agree to do that. But uh, you know, I, it was way overstated, and basically their li- they made their li- laws more similar to what you find in like Pennsylvania or Delaware. Uh, they were by no means draconian, and again, there was not really a focus on rigorous voter list hygiene, which I think is the most important thing in all of this, along with uh, some of the more rigorous ID elements, especially on uh, voting absentee, as you heard earlier with uh, the issue of signature verification, which is huge. Have you made contact with me? A number of these states right now, this is one of the reasons you have the coalition. This is one of the reasons you have Marchant and people like Fincham running for secretaries of state, which are so vital. And we want everybody to get involved at the county level because the county level is really where a lot of this thing gets implemented. But have have you had a chance or have you reached out to any of the Republican uh, secretaries of state, like in Florida, uh, like in uh, uh, Georgia, Raffensperger, 
uh, like in Ohio, are, are people open to be engaged about the, the, what you call the hygiene of their of their voter rolls? I know, and I'm not. I will say the only Secretary of State that we've really engaged with is Georgia, who slandered us, who lied about me to the President of the United States on that famous phone call where he said that we provided him a bunch of phony data about dead people on the voter rolls. And it was all, it, none of it was true. Well, we never provided him any data about dead people in Georgia. It was strictly this NCOA stuff, which again comes from government databases. They've been very resistant. Part of the reason is that the system that got them elected into those offices is this system. And to try to make a change at this point, would have they'd have to admit that they didn't know what they were doing, that they were doing such a poor job to get this far out from election, this close to it, and to still have these kinds of problems. They could only blame themselves. And you know, politicians are not very good at that. Matt, in a perfect world before uh, before November 8th, what would happen in this regard? And so, because I want to kind of back into a, what you need the War Room Posse to do and to volunteer for. What, what, what would be the best outcome that we could possibly achieve with these over, and I calculated, I think it's over 2 million in these battleground states, which is absurd for us to sort out. What, what would be the perfect outcome? Would be for an, every one of the counties in each of these states for a group of activists to step forward and challenge any ballot that comes in under the name of one of these voters. Uh, that's and, and maybe the county will reject you. We've done this before, and the county just rejects all of them without basis. And then potentially, if that happens, to bring litigation. Remember, in the 2020 election, there was a clock ticking, a constitutional clock that made things very difficult because of the presidential election, how the Constitution works. For offices like Senate or House or anything down ballot, that doesn't exist. So it's worthwhile to continue the fight if you think the outcome is fraudulent because we've had we've had people whipped right out of their House seats or Senate seats or mayor seats historically uh, if it was determined to be an illegitimate election. It's harder. It's really hard to do this for president for a lot of reasons. But for these other offices, look, we the, we don't have that same ticking clock. And if we have the right resources and the right activists out there pushing the issue, I think we can be successful. And what we're really trying to do is restore Americans confidence in the election. Because that is, if we're not confident in the outcome of the election, that's usually lights out for a country and we can't afford that. So what we're really trying to do is get policies put in place and enough rigor on the activist side and people doing due diligence to citizens so that regardless of the outcome on November 8th, we can walk away and say, look, maybe we won, maybe we didn't, but it was a clean election. And that's what we've been fighting for all along. So for those people sitting at home, and let me pick our, you know, like I heard Sandy Smith in, in the in the very first segment, or sitting there, they're in North Carolina, and they're shocked that what is it, 101,000, I think you said North Carolina has. Someone in North Carolina, or one of these other nine states, at home right now watching this, let's go through, what should they do? Let's be specific of what you need them to do right now, because you will have, you will be swamped with volunteers. These people want to put their shoulder to the wheel to make sure this thing's done right. Uh, so what do they do right now? Go to lookaheadamerica.org slash challenge and click the link to sign up to volunteer. We will then personally reach out to you to find out what county you live in and provide you with data that you can use to cross-check people who have voted in your county, along with instructions on how to make a legal challenge to a, a to a ballot in your county. And people are already voting already. I think uh, North Carolina is voting already. There are many states that have already had ballots go out. So this is the time before they open the ballots and throw them in the stack with everything else to take action. So 
just sign up with us. We'll give you the guidance. We'll, uh, if you have questions, we'll be there for you. We've got a whole team of people on our staff that are going to be there to support you on this. And by the way, just to let people know that have moved out that or people that are going to try to cheat by doing this, you're under you're going to be under a microscope right now. You got Matt Brainerd, his team. He's going to be uh, they're going to be inundated with volunteers and activists to be able to do this. And this is not remember, this is not to throw out legitimate ballots. If you if we have to count all legitimate certifiable chain of custody ballots by citizens that are registered to vote in those districts, we have to do that. That is the basics and in, in the basis for our elections. We have to do that. If we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. And we're big boys and girls. People have lost elections before, but we're not going to have them stolen. You've got to get, this is how you get integrity in the system. Nobody's going to believe this. Right now, this is a joke that Matt Brainerd and his team that could be spending the time doing everything else has to do this. This should be done automatically. This is a joke that a, a, a volunteer, not-for-profit, has to, has to raise money, go out, do it, and then get activists and volunteers and enforce it. The state officials, and I will tell you, if you vote for Mashant and you vote for these men and women from Christine Caramo to Finch from around the country, this stuff's going to get sorted out because they weren't elected because of this, to Brainerd's thing. They're going to come in and set things right. But in the interim, once again, you have to be the cavalry. And I dare any of the left-wing media or MSNBC, hey, this is what we're doing. We don't care if you like it or you don't like it. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to make sure that somebody that's moved to California is not going to be able to vote in Georgia. That happened in 2020. We know it happened. Peter Navarro went through and did the analysis. It's not going to happen. It's going to be stopped. It's going to be stopped right here and right now. Matt, how do people get to you? How do they get to your, to your group? Uh, how do they find out more about what you're doing on other topics? Everything they need to know right now is at lookaheadamerica.org slash challenge. And we'll start distributing data to people who sign up within 24 hours. I want to say for everybody, uh, Matt, thank you so much. This is not about writing checks. If you, if you feel inclined to support somebody, we know times are tough and they're going to get a lot tougher. And we've got to husband your resources. But this is all about human agency and all about action. You saw from Sandy Smith, who's running, who's throwing her hat in the ring. Uh, who's in a dogfight down there in North Carolina, one, to Glenn Story, who's really put his company on the line to do this, to Matt Brainerd. These are fighters, but this is human agency. This is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take to win. This is what it's going to take to turn this country around. So, Matt Brainerd, thank you very much. We're going to be back. Every every show in the war room is going to get only more intense as we build up to November 8th because all the chips are on the table. And remember, there's no substitute for victory. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m.